Yeah, I, I should be all set. It's just, I'm using my phone to record this. Oh, okay. Which, <laughs> I tested it. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I tested it earlier, and it works really well. It's just, um, I don't know how how good the quality is going to translate when I actually get it to my desktop. Yeah. We'll see. This one will be, uh, this, this will be a test. Yeah. Basically. A te- an unfortunately necessary one. Are you at time.is? Yes. Okay. Um, let's, um, let's do it at, uh, 647. That gives us plenty of time. Yeah. What do we talk about for 20 seconds? Guy, I don't even know. I I think we don't have to because that time's already passed. Sink. See, that works. Was I very early? No, you got it. Sorry? You're good. We're good. Okay. I think you come to me on like a little bit of a lag. So if it sounds good on yours, that's great. But I I think it'll work out fine. But do you want to do yours as well anyway? Yes. One. Two. Three. Cool. I was having some real weird syncing stuff, you know, with the last DVD extras. Yeah. Good to know that we got the syncing down on uh, on the last episode and then literally nothing else. I believe you were... Were you talking and I interrupted you? Um... No. Great. Perfect. You interrupted me before I started talking. Perfect. Which is, I think, the opportune moment to do it. It seems like that's how I usually do it. I don't remember what it was I was talking about, though. Okay. I think I had mentioned that uh, Lion King 1.5, we got the syncing right and then everything else wrong. In fact, double-checking, double-checking. Yes, I am recording with the right microphone. Okay. And, and like... Not only did your audio, like your audio came out way, way quiet, like way too quiet. And I tried boosting it and I tried, I tried boosting the audio. And what ended up happening is, is your voice, your voice would come out crystal clear. And then you would just hear like a million bees buzzing. And I, the reason I stopped using, can you hear me? Okay. Cause I just yeah. moved my microphone back. Yeah, you're good. Okay. You're good. The reason I stopped using my in laptop microphone was because this is when we were doing those D sessions and we would be playing for like eight to ten hours everybody started complaining about like helicopter noises from my computer and it was just my fan because it was the computer was getting so hot from being run for so long so that might be what she heard with the thousands of bees <laughs> yeah, it might very well be. I don't just I don't just hang out with thousands of bees. I don't know if you know that about me. All right, well, I'm that. glad because bees are terrifying. And so the other big thing, the bigger thing, I think the bigger problem was that my audio had somehow double back recorded your audio as well, but really, 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 really quietly. Oh, okay. But still loud enough that when I synced up the audio files, I would talk then you would talk. I, I actually got some of that um, on the DVD extras one. It was like a weird, very quiet feedback. And I think I managed to mostly either get rid of it or sync up the audio so that, I mean, if my voice was talking over my own voice, nobody noticed, you know? Yeah, it was just a mess. And I, ugh. 
like I feel really bad about it. Like I just I went through about half of it and I was and I couldn't I couldn't scrub my audio and I also couldn't boost yours. Oh, that sucks. So. I can't believe I can't believe we fucked up so righteously. And it you hear like you hear um like it was bound to happen eventually, I think. Oh sure. So I'm glad that it all happened at once. <laughs> as opposed to as opposed to it being like a small mistake here and then a small mistake there. Because it all happening at once kind of I don't know, like I kind of breathed a sigh of relief, like, well if it all happened at once I can throw it out as opposed to right. if it, only one thing went wrong then I would grit my teeth and fix it. Um like I did with the desync in the other episode. Yeah, that was fun. So what's What's this episode going to be, Andy? Well, Tell I me. I have a couple of things that I want to talk about. Um, okay. The big thing that I want to talk about right now is, A, I, I got to see um, Star Wars Rogue One. Or, sorry, oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, that's not it. I got to see oh. Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. That's the title. Is it? Yes. Okay. So it's like, it's sort of like the way that sounds. I Okay, I'm going to take a moment. Well, I'm going to take a moment here and stop saying like... <laughs> <laughs> take that small moment that makes it sound like it could be a standalone story even though it's kind of not it is it does fit very well into the other stories all i guess you never see these protagonists again so there's that should we say should we say spoilers for rogue one here i'm going to okay spoilers for rogue one Did, have you seen it yes okay oh wow great here's what i think uh, because I'm sure you have a lot of big opinions, and this is just my one thing that I took away from it. It felt like a Firefly movie. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. <laughs> oh, have you not seen Firefly or Serenity? I, I saw Serenity, and I got eight episodes into Firefly before giving up because I didn't like it. Okay, that is weird, but it has that theme of... Although you started with Serenity, so you, you, you might not have you, you might not have been starting... Well, that's not the point the those that movie and the and the show has that theme of having an empire like in Star Wars but the empire is so much stronger that the heroes never have a chance of beating them and that's what Rogue One felt like to me yeah well, my and I, I guess I can see where you're going with that um my my big because I, I I really I mean I guess I should ask this first because I liked the movie did you like the movie Yes, I thought it was good. It was darker than a Star Wars movie usually is, but I liked it. My my big my big kind of takeaway from the movie, which I posted this on Twitter, was it's it's a great movie with a really diverse cast. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. action movie. It's just not a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Well, like I said, I feel like it's a Firefly movie that just happens to take place in Star Wars. In Star Wars, yeah. And I think that's fine. I don't I don't want every star this is going to sound weird but I don't want every Star Wars movie to feel like Star Wars. I want I want the, the new trilogy is coming out. I want that to feel like Star Wars. Everything well, else yeah, I feel like they're allowed to play any kind of I was about to make a sports metaphor and I just threw it all away right there. Um <laughs> but <laughs> but they can do whatever they want with it. It's a sandbox. They don't need to make like the happy episode, the sad episode, and then the resolving episode, like you do. I, I was really worried that with this Star Wars, going into this movie, that they were going to just stick to this, this uh, I, I want to call it like kind of a, a serial fantasy formula that Star Wars is known for. Sure. Um, yeah, like almost an old radio show type, yeah, type thing. Yeah, which is what George Lucas George Lucas was going for, and I think the new... The new uh, episode seven really stuck that yes, well. I think it did it very well. 
And to to an extent, I think even the prequel movies do that very well. Mm. To to the extent that they can do that well. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want this to like be a talk about the prequel movies. Yeah. But. Okay. Yeah. But even the prequel movies feel like they Star do. Wars, even if they're bad Star and, Wars. There's no getting away from that. And. Yeah, and one thing that I really liked about Rogue One is from from the beginning of Rogue One, it establishes this isn't this isn't a Star Wars movie. This is a movie set in the Star Wars universe, but it's very much its own narrative when structure. Luke's aunt and uncle die. That happens off screen. Yeah, and it's important that that happens off screen because you can't set the tone of the movie that dark that quick. Um, yeah. And when... I can't remember her name now. And when Jin's Jin. parents die, she watches it happen. Which is setting the tone of that movie that dark that quick. You know? Yeah, and not only that, but the movie really quickly from there kind of transitions to this uh, establishing mm-hmm. shot of her being in prison. And it... And, I think right then and there, you're kind of realizing like this isn't this isn't a hero's journey. This is a, this is a character who has an established pathos, and we're just going to watch her reestablish that for us with this kind of heist ensemble of characters. It's a heist movie. Do you know why I thought I didn't? I wasn't going to like this movie. Why? It's because in the trailer, and they must have cut this out because it was the most ridiculous setting, like setup line ever. In the trailer, yeah. like, Mon Martha was talking about how Jin had all these flaws and how, oh, she lashed out for no reason. And Jin said something like, well, you guys are rebels, right? I'm rebelling. And it's like, Jesus Christ, that's <laughs> the worst. And it's not in that movie. That line's not in that movie. Oh, <laughs> oh that's <laughs> amazing. I never, I I didn't watch a single trailer for this you movie. Should watch, you should watch the... Like, probably like the first watched, release trailer because it's not very good. I watched the initial teaser. Well, I watched the initial teaser, and the initial teaser was just like her in the like her in the um I, I forget what it was. It was her, and then it was a shot of um one of the uh, AT80s, and then it was just Rogue One. And this this teaser was dropped like so long ago that. At the time, I just didn't. I had no idea what the movie was going to be about mm. at all. I think I, I think they hadn't yet um, confirmed that it was uh, taking place before, before episode four. Yeah, before episode four. I'll also say um, this about, or at it. least if they did, I didn't know about it. I'll also say this about it. I thought that Rogue One had one of the in-universe pacing problems that I think you had a problem with with Lion King one and a half. Is gonna get because we haven't talked about that of? yet. Where, where basically, (laughs) yeah, everything happens so quickly at the end of that movie to set up the fourth movie that it feels like no time has passed. Yeah. Even though it also feels like time should have passed like a little, you know? Uh, Yeah. The, the lead up to, especially from, and I guess this is, I have two, I had two main issues with this movie and this is one of them. And it's that the beginning of this movie, you, you jump from planet to planet so quickly and then you go and revisit all of those planets almost in succession so it works really well but the mm-hmm. it, it kind of sets up a timeline in your head of of these are events that are taking place like days after each mm-hmm. other at least 
for travel. And then the climax of the movie all it is it's like a good maybe quarter of the movie all takes place in a single day. Okay, but and and that's and that's where that feeling of it feels like no time has passed because on this planet that they are on, it's still the same right. time that they arrived on the planet, but so much has happened. And in earlier parts of the film when something would happen, they're like they they would move on and and you would get this understanding mm-hmm. of they've had time to process Well, but all I think of this that was one of the on. important parts of the climax that everything was ha- so much was happening at once that you could sort of once again spoilers yeah every character dies in this movie but and i very was much. not they die very much i did not go in aware of that a lot of i went to see it with my siblings a lot of them went in aware of it went in knowing yeah. that but i did not go in fully aware of that but i could see it happening before it did i could see that they were all being overwhelmed yeah and oh this guy's gonna die now this guy's gonna die and then this guy's gonna die you know this movie felt a lot to me like the video okay. game halo reach and because Halo Reach is a prequel to a well-established trilogy, Halo only the Halo trilogy? trilogy. Well, I guess it's at least four now. Uh, well, it, it's not anymore. Now it's okay. it's up to five actually. The sixth one's coming out soon. Um, so it's almost it's almost of Star Wars length. But but at the time it was just a trilogy, and they released Halo Reach, and Halo Reach was was a prequel, and it took place on the home planet of these super soldiers, and the whole game is you uh, and this team of of uh, characters that you get to meet over the course of the game, trying to save this planet, and if and if you if you know, if you ahead of time know the backstory for Master Chief's introduction in Halo One, you know that the way that this game has to end is all of these people have to die, and this planet gets mm. glassed, which basically just means destroyed. That ha- that's that that's also something that seems to happen in all the Halo games right everyone around master chief dies it seems like seems like the most dangerous place in the universe to be is standing next to the big hero well that's i think that's always true no matter what universe you're in because if you're not the hero if you're just standing the next to him guy you're two-thirds of the time andy i can be comic relief guy that's a good point two-thirds of the time <laughs> is is not good enough for me though I need I need a little bit more. Like I'll don't get me wrong, I will take those odds yeah. over, you know, definitely death, which is what I would be if I were just background <laughs> minority character B. So I played Halo 3 first, not knowing any of the backstory for the previous games when I got to Halo Reach, I knew it was a prequel, but I didn't really know, understand the the context of the setting. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of the decisions that are made by the characters and the impacts that those decisions make hit me a lot harder as a person who just kind of assumed that this these hero characters would like master chief make it through um Mm. and i my mom who was with me and came to watch this movie kind of had the same feeling um when she realized um after the first kind of uh, after the first of the main characters uh, died which i believe was k2 I was going to say, though, I was not certain then that everybody was going to die because I thought, well, you can kill a droid. I, but you, you know? I, I would agree with you if for not, if not for the fact that the droids, the two droids are the only characters that make it through the whole original six movies almost unscathed. 
That's true. Also, uh, was it K2 you said? Yeah. Um, he is the comedy relief character. And if you kill the comedy relief character, something terrible is about to happen. Exactly. So once that's once true, K- that's true since before Shakespeare. <laughs> once once yeah, and once K two died, that's kind of when I was I was realizing, oh, there's there's no way any of these characters are going to make it out of this alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because like in or and then like in order of death, every subsequent person that dies you realize like you, you just you more and more you're just like they these these characters are are on a su- were on a suicide mission from the beginning yeah um and they knew that it's just i as a viewer didn't want to believe it cuz mm. cuz i do like i did like all of those characters you know i didn't like very much the main uh not jin but the the like hero pilot guy yeah uh, Cassian? Yeah, and the reason I didn't like him was because in the first... In in that first scene with him, he shoots his contact. And yes. it's not clear to me if he thought his contact was betraying him, or if he figured, oh, this is a mercy killing since he can't get out of here, or if he thought he's gonna betray me if he gets captured. He just kills him, and we don't ever get resolution on that, and then he leaves. I agree with you that that so, so the funny thing is, is I know that I recognize that actor specifically. Um, his name is uh, Diego Luna. He's a Hispanic actor. He's actually a comedian. Okay, he did not get so, a funny role in this movie. No, he did not. And watching him do that, like that, that to me was a shock. I was like, "Whoa, holy shit!" Like, but I, I think, I think this movie doesn't want you to trust him. He, th- this movie wants you to look at him and go. We don't, you don't, this guy might not be a hero. Yeah. This guy might not be the best person in the galaxy. Um, and it isn't until about halfway through the movie that he earns, earns his, uh, I guess, hero-ness. Yeah. But even then, he's still not like the lovable scoundrel. He's just a guy who's not that good at being a hero. And I think... He's not, I'll say that he's not a typical Star Wars character. Which is sort of the point of all of these characters. I also liked, and I can't remember anybody's names. Um, I liked, uh, Andy told me he was basically Rafiki. The, <laughs> uh, Tibetan monk character. Yeah. Uh, who was like a, uh, proto-Jedi almost. Yeah. He, he was really interesting. I like the idea of, and this is something that's weirdly not really looked into in the main movies i like the idea of the force as a religion yeah something that always bothered me about the prequels is this this use of the jedi as a police force because you get the idea from the original trilogy that like when when darth vader brings up the force that uh, it's referred to as a hokey religion you get this idea that it's like no this is this is a thing that like normal people talk about and pray to um yeah 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 and that's what it felt more like in in Rogue in this War. movie, and yeah, just I I gotta give props to this movie for for doing doing to Star Wars what Guardians of the Galaxy did to the Marvel Universe. I think. Okay, um, you're gonna have to elaborate because those are very because, different movies. 
Well, because because Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I'll say this could be a Star Wars movie, like pretty easily, actually. Mm. You know, well, you know where they're up against somebody bigger than them, but they fucking pull through anyway. Yeah, I. Well, so the big thing to me is just is Guardians of the Galaxy introduces you to this cast, uh, these this cast of characters who are, uh, for all intents and purposes good people but also people they're not they're not heroes they're just people who are willing to do what whatever it is they think is the right thing to do it's a team of han solos yeah and and as much as i like guardians of the galaxy my biggest beef with guardians of the galaxy is how even though you have this like diverse cast of characters the mm. only they're they're all they're all the jokey likable person yeah they're all the same character and that's yeah, I can understand how that would be almost grating, because that's not usually how you build a team. Yeah. And it, I think they kind of made it work. I think it yes. works for that movie. I assume it works for the next movie. <laughs> but but yeah, it's a little bit questionable to once again have all Han Solos, except for Groot. Yeah. It's just, uh, it just Chewbacca. It's just, yeah, basically Chewbacca. Exactly. Um, but And Rogue One manages to, to get this... Like this cast of of people who who while not likable are people you want to root for, because mm-hmm. um, even even um, like K two as as comic reliefy as he is, he is a very grating personality. I just suddenly remembered that moment where the other droid dies, and he looks at Jin and says, "Did you know that wasn't me?" <laughs> yeah. And by the way, um, speaking of Firefly, K two's voiced by Alan Tudyk. Yes. So yeah, we talked you... about that last time. I walked into that movie going, "Well, guess I'll see Alan Tudyk." And... Did you hear? Oh, I think I think it was him talking about. Did you see like any of the stuff he said about? I think he was talking to the actor who played C three PO. No. Yeah. Um, apparently, he talked about this in an interview. He said um, the. <laughs> Uh, they were talking about both playing droids and he says do you have to wear a suit no they're doing motion capture he said something like you son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) because he had because c-3po's in that movie he had to put on the damn suit again yeah he had to he had to he had to oh my god and that guy is uh, so old now at the they were apparently at the um the release together and he said i I would love for you to just give me your tips and impressions. And he said, well, you're still a son of a bitch or something. Like he was so, he was so (laughs) ornery about him not having to wear an awful suit the whole time. Oh, I need to, I'm trying to find this. I don't even remember where I saw it, but I think it was on, I don't know, like the Jimmy Fallon show or something. Like he was on a late night talk show talking about this. I think I found it. Um, Okay, I want to watch this later. That sounds amazing. And and there is but and I also have to say congrats to Alan Tudyk for being in uh two really amazing sci-fi franchises and also having two of the saddest sci-fi deaths. Yeah, fucking seriously. Um he he can take a death. Yeah, and like I'm not I don't want to talk about uh Wash's death in Serenity because as much as I love it for how well it is shot, I cannot speak to how it emotionally affected fans because I'm not a fan I'll tell of Firefly. You what, it fucking hurts. Um, I bet. 
one time, one time in like a tweet, I just remember for some reason that this really hurt me. Somebody tweeted Nathan Fillion said, "We're on a, we're on a dangerous planet surrounded by enemies. What do we do?" And he said, "Sacrifice pilot." <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Ugh. Um, and I especially can't say that because K 2s death in Rogue One isn't. It isn't. It isn't that it's emotionally jarring. It's just it's it's the first mm-hmm. major death in the film, and and it's the death that makes you realize how hopeless the cause is. Right. You come from that knowing that it's the first death of many. I also like how they got around. Cause they, cause we know that the first time the Death Star is shot is at Alderaan. I like how they got around that by using a smaller laser that's still big enough to kill anybody. Any, yeah, like uh, what a uh, one, yeah, that's, one that'll reactor. destroy an entire city. Which, by the way, is more than good enough for me. Yeah, I okay. So I'm gonna now. This is the moment I think where I can bring up the uh, the only other problem I had with this movie, which is um. One of the main character, well, one of the secondary characters in this film who is featured prominently is Grand Moff Tarkin. Okay. Who is he? Is uh, he's in mm-hmm. the he's in the original he's the trilogy. Nazi guy. He's in char- He is yeah. He's the Nazi guy. He has Darth Vader on a leash, and um, mm-hmm. and he's in this movie. And I don't know if I don't know if this I don't know if him being in this movie weirded you out as much as it weirded oh. me out. I I knew he was gonna be in that movie. Yeah, I oh, really? don't know why, but I think I I think I had read something about the sort of um uh I don't know exactly what they call it, but the honestly don't know what they call it when they p- take an actor and digitally put a different face on him for a movie. I don't I I yeah. think it might be too new a technology to talk about. <laughs> it's 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 been the first time I saw it done was um well, I mean, yeah. it's been done a lot. Like it's it's done in the original Jurassic Park, but why? The ex- uh because one of the one of these stunt doubles in the movie accidentally looked directly uh, at the camera in a shot. Okay. And instead of instead of reshooting it, they just uh they kind of imposed the uh child mm. actress's face over the shot. And and it works pretty well cuz it's it's only say, like 2 seconds. Thing. That's in motion that's moot that's falling it's you just just have to look okay for that second but this was this was him walking around and he was in yeah he had whole scenes and close-ups he looked more stiff than i think a regular human person would look but he looked good i i didn't like it at all i i was like my brain violently like rejected it it was like uncanny valley yeah, no, for me it was like maximum uncanny valley. Like I was seeing I could see like every facet of of animation that went into putting this uh act this uh now past now deceased actor's face onto this new actor and and it really bothered me and it I think it wasn't until the uh the second shot of him in that first scene that he shows up that it might I was kind of able to just uh kind of realize oh he's going to be in this movie a, a, a lot more than just this he has scene. a big role in that movie it's not just a it's not just a um yeah cameo he fucking oh my god oh my god darth vader Did oh darth vader is so good in this that he that his pun was a double pun don't choke yep. on your aspirations 
What a piece of shit. Yep. I was so mad. I was like, what the hell have they done to Darth Vader? <laughs> no, no, because I, the reason, the reason I loved this is because, um, there's a line, and I forget which movie it's in, but there's a line that, like, Darth Vader has a flair for the dramatic. Okay. Or something. But... Or, or you've always had a you've always had a you've always had a flair for the dramatic. Some, there's a line about Darth Vader being a fucking well, Darth drama Vader queen. Darth Vader is in a something. fucking drama queen. That doesn't mean that he'll just make dad jokes at you no. as he's choking you. Oh come on, you. Well, he is a, a he is a dad, but b like he his his introduction to that his introduction in the movie a is he he's kind of like in yeah, this weird baby, baby too. That's supposed to be sort of a callback to. Uh, yeah, which, the, the yeah the chamber. The chamber. It's the chamber in um, Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back I believe. I couldn't swear. It might have been on the Death Star that, that happened. Yeah, it's a callback to that. But seeing him walk out of like like this massive door mm-hmm. that has no reason being that big opens up to like this bright white room as smoke pours out of it, and I'm just like this absolutely this fucking Here's guy. He had absolutely this would do that. It's literally the pun that stopped me. That I was like, I don't no. know, man. The pun, the pun sealed the deal because, for me. Well, the- in the first, in the original movies, he would choke people when he was seriously pissed. And yeah, generally, unless somebody said, "Vader, stop killing that guy," they would just be dead. But they couldn't kill this this character because it wasn't his time to be dead. And they didn't have somebody to stop Vader. So instead he made a joke. I think I, I think it really works because it like like this isn't just anybody, this is a person who, who has worked their way really high up on the Empire's okay, but bracket. To Vader, that's still just anybody. Well, but even then, like Darth Darth Vader I would think would know more than anyone being uh being uh, Sidious's right hand man. Puh, 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 puh. Like, <laughs> God damn it. thank you, thanks. Um, he would know better than anyone. Like, like your your current your way of approaching this problem and your way of approaching me is like so disrespectful that I'm going to put you back in your place the only way I, Darth Vader, know how by force choking you and then telling I don't you a know, pun. Man. I just, I loved Darth Vader in this movie. Like, A, Darth Vader in this movie is great, but B, this is, this has to have one of the scariest, one of the the end? Yeah, one of the most terrifying, like, Darth Vader being Darth Vader scenes in all of the movies. That's one of the bits that really, I thought, made it feel like a Firefly or Serenity movie, because everybody you cared about was dead, and... There's still people just dying. And it there something about the fact that like you, you reach a point in this movie where every every main character in this film has passed away and the movie keeps going because the movie knows like the movie has introduced one final like MacGuffin and it's the MacGuffin that they've been chasing this whole movie and the movie knows like yo like we need to keep following this thing because this is the crux of the plot, and you need to know that what this thing is gets into the hand of the person who you know receives it. Um, How do you feel about Leia, by the way? As she I, was just she was barely in there, so it was probably easier to deal with. Actually, it was harder to deal with, if yeah. only because um, 
Carrie Fisher had just passed away when I watched the movie. Oh, no. I watched it just before she passed away. Yeah. And then hearing that she passed away actually fucking hurt more than a lot of... um, yeah. A, a lot of actors had been, I mean, so many people have died this year, last year, but a lot of, a lot of, I usually get tired. If I hear somebody died and I admired them, I feel tired. Yeah. And for some reason, that was the first one in a while that made me sad. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I had just, I, I, like, she had just passed away and, um, so, so me, I didn't know she was going to be in this movie. I just, I assumed when they handed it to her that she was just going to stay facing away from the camera. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's really, that's a really good way of doing it. And then she turns around and I'm just like, oh fuck, God <laughs> fucking damn it. Fuck, God damn it. And like, I just, I wasn't emotionally prepared. Um, mm-hmm. So for her, it wasn't so much uh, violently rejecting the, the CGI as it was just, I, I just, I just got over the fact that this person mm-hmm. passed away and it kind of just all had to hit me at once at the very end of this film. But that one, one more thing to point out though, um, in that scene where Darth Vader, uh, is just killing all these mooks, like mowing them down left yeah, and right. Those poor mooks. None of them survive. They were, and they were all t- like one thing. So, um, if, if John Wick has taught me anything, it's that the best way to let the audience know that a character is genuinely terrifying is to have the people interacting with that character be genuinely terrified. Mm. That's how, that's the, the only reason Darth Vader is so intimidating in the original trilogy is because everybody who interacts with him interacts with him with a modicum of respect based Do out you of know fear. What? That's interesting, and I'm going to say why it's interesting for a couple reasons. One, <laughs> when we watched Peter Pan, Captain Hook was killing off his own men, and that showed how brutal he was. But nobody who talked to him was actually scared of him. And so yeah. I never felt that he was a decent villain. And two, to bring up Princess Leia again, she is the only character who is pretty much... There's that moment when he tortures her. But other than that, she does not act afraid of Vader. She, I mean, she, you kind of feel like she is, but she's got that whole, um... She's, she's willing to stand up to him, which, but even, even that, like, having, having a, a, a character who is good fighting through that fear is, is still, like, it's, it's a, it's still a way of, especially if, if this is, if it's a good Mm -hmm. actor... And she pulls it off. Like you can still see how how intimidating this character is without this character having really done much. Yes. And, and it, it it does help that it is heavily implied that he just walked through a lot of bodies. Although no, in in the scene in the, in the scene in that movie, he hasn't. All his all his troopers killed him. Yeah, his the the stormtroopers had killed them, and he only kills uh, one right. guy when he's pressing him for information. Sorry, I've I've been interrupted. And you. I get. No, it's cool. And I do want to go back and I have now this fan fiction in my head that that guy that he tortures is the guy that he sees get handed the the card. I don't think that is fan fiction. Um, um the 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 it, captain me is, is the named guy. The captain had the card. Uh the captain is the one who owns C3PO, which is why C3PO's like, "Oh, we have to go back. We were owned by this captain." I think if I'm remembering right. And then R2's like, "No, we have this mission." And 3PO's like, we don't have a mission. What are you talking about? So uh, just after Darth Vader, Darth Vader fails to get the the, the plans of the mm-hmm. Death Star back. Um, the ship escapes. Uh, I say that with air quotes. Uh, I don't know if you can hear them, but because we know uh, that he catches up to the ship, 
in not very long, it seems like. Yeah. And the he's standing at the end of this kind of destroyed mm-hmm. airlock, staring into space, and his cape is billowing dramatically. Is this going to be something that you have a problem with? No, I don't okay. have a problem with it. I love it because uh, his cape shouldn't be billowing. There is no wind in space. Well, there might be if there's air coming out from behind him, but that would be going for. Or Darth Vader is using the Force to billow <laughs> his own cape because he is a dramatic piece of shit. Like, he already fucking is. Although it's, it also might be that in the galaxy where Star Wars takes place, there is for some reason air particles everywhere because it would actually explain a lot of what happens in space there. That it's what it's the Force. Tony, it's just the force. You're right, it's probably just the force, if you think about it. <laughs> I, I really liked this movie. I just, I think I think that people need to realize that it's not, it's not a Star Wars movie. It's a movie that is in the Star Wars universe. Man, we really went all spoiler, spoilery on this episode. Yeah, we... Thank you for listening to Direct-to-Video VHS DVD Extras. I have been your host, Tony Robusto. I have been your host, Andy Luke, I am your daddy, Reyes. <laughs> oh! Literally, <laughs> literally, I can't stop myself from doing it anymore! <laughs> but come on, man! <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, do not choke, but then I couldn't remember what the third word was. I was like, it's not ambitions. <laughs> shit hurry come up As- with something else aspirations, aspirations. um but oh oh man i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> just get it out of your system <laughs> jesus okay um <laughs> <laughs> you good i am so sorry that was not the reaction i expected or wanted oh man oh. um uh, as always, you can find us at direct2.video. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at royalty underscore valens. The underscore is important. And, uh, jeez. Oh, and you can find me on Twitter at theaterbats with an E-R. And, uh, while you are on the internet, anywhere on the internet, doesn't matter where, you can leave us a five-star rating and review. Just, um, type that into Google. Type, leave us a five-star rating and review, and presumably something will come up. That That's how the internet works. Yeah, iTunes, Google Play, we don't care, just give us that review. The Google Play, Google Play actually had a weird problem where it was still playing from our SoundCloud one, which only had oh, two episodes shit. on it. Uh, but I fixed it. It all just right, took cool. a while. <laughs> that's good. Oh, and all those links are actually on direct-to-video now, if you want to go over there and just click on you can do that. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Synergy. Yeah, for the first time ever, I would like to thank Lee Rosevier for the theme from Penguins on Parade off of Music for Podcast 3. Sure. Um, Lee Rosevier is a dude. I just looked this up. Male. Uses mas- uses masculine pronouns. Uh, it is it is a nice theme song, and uh, you can fucking read about that in the description if you're so up on it. If you're so inclined, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? But, uh, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I am the ghost of John Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goddamn. Perfect. Perfect.